Well, the last time we checked in with David Berg, the CEO of European Wax Center, he'd picked up the company from Florida, relocated it to Granite Park out in, in Plano, and was talking about growing the company. Well, a lot's happened uh, since, well, I guess it's been, you know, maybe two years since we spoke. But they've gone public. They're a big success. And it's time to have David Berg back, and he joins us right now. It's good to have you with us. Thanks for having me back, David. Great to see you. Boy, you don't rest. I mean, this has been... It's been a fast two years. It it, it really has, and and you think sort of the uh, the, the inter, inter, intervening year of, of COVID. Yes. Uh, but as you said, uh, moved the company here almost two years ago, and uh, kind of kept the we, we we keep the ball moving forward. So really really excited about our next chapter as well. I was real. I was struck by, and you came with your second quarter numbers just last week, and you're showing. I mean, you show good growth. Versus 2019, obviously you show good growth, growth versus last year, but that's pretty substantial. Yeah, we I, I sort of get a kick, David, out of the, the the companies that announced their 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 comps versus last year. We don't we don't really even pay attention to 2020. Although we did, you know, our franchisees did such an amazing job getting through getting through the pandemic, uh, and, and obviously we we still keep our eyes on on what's going on with the variant uh, these days. But we didn't have a single franchisee fail uh, during the during the really. Uh, uh, 2020 not a single one uh, because of covid no so it was uh, it just spoke to the strength of the brand and i think our partnership with with our franchisees we've talked about our growth uh, our growth trajectory and, and the really cool thing about the brand is that 80 plus percent of our new growth is coming from our current franchisees so for example during during the year 2020 we opened 52 new centers uh, when everybody else was either you know going backwards or at best standing still, and that was all with our franchisees. So they believe in the model, they believe in the the system, and and that's why, as as you said in our Q2 announcement last week, uh, we continue to see growth, uh, and and most of that coming from our current franchisees. Well, and you're base, something over eight hundred. A, a great testament. I mean, you're something over eight hundred units right now, right? Yes, sir. We are. Yep. Also, since last we spoke, you came public, and. Uh, you know, during a what's what's been a fairly challenging time, and I noticed you were able to price your stock toward the high end of the offering, seventeen. I saw it hit, I think, thirty-two last week. I mean, you just came public like a what? It, was it in August? This is the street really embraces the concept. Is that what it is? Yeah, I, I think part of it is just the strength of the model. We, now, now, one of the great things was we, we've got a great partner in our private equity firm, General Atlantic, who remains the, the majority shareholder in the business. And they allowed us to make the investments in infrastructure and human capital ahead of the time. So we were ready to go public. And, and honestly, as the leader in the out-of-home waxing industry, it was a logical next step for us. It gave confidence to our associates. It gave confidence to our franchisees. And it, we certainly hope it gives confidence to our guests that we're the, we're the place you should go. Um, and, and I think what, what the street liked about it as we told the story is the simplicity of the story. Uh, we've got two growth vectors that we talk about. One is continue to grow new units, so open more centers. We've got room to grow to 3,000 centers in the United States alone. Um, and then the second piece is just continue to drive same-store sale comps. So we talk about how do we attract more guests, how do we get them to, to buy additional services, and how do we keep them loyal? And, and that's, that's the simplicity and the focus of our model. And probably unlike a number of IPOs that had to go public or got a pop just because of COVID, we're a very sustainable uh, business, and I think that resonated well with uh, with our investors. Well, you were, as I remember, you were re- recruited in about a year before you relocated up here um, uh, from Florida to sort of grow this brand by the founders. And ob- I mean, obviously, you're, you're you're doing that. But was the whole idea to sort of make a category killer in this? 
Well, I, I think, you know, David, in, in all with all humility, we really talk about the category creator that European Wax Center was. And it goes back to the founders you spoke to back in 2004. They saw an opportunity to professionalize out-of-home waxing. This was done typically back then in the schlocky, you know, back room, not hygienic, not by a licensed esthetician. And, and Dave and Josh Koba found, uh, found and saw an opportunity just to professionalize it, not only just from the application of a wax and the efficacy of the service, but really from the overall guest experience. We talk about, you know, instilling confidence in our guests walking in and strutting out. We certainly have found that this makes people feel great just about themselves. Uh, and, and we've been true to that, 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 uh, that true North since, uh, since 2004. So who is your competition? Is it everybody's, you know, home bathroom? Is that the competition? Yeah, I think if, if we'd been really smart, we would have sent everybody a, 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 a you know in-home uh, waxing kit during COVID because it was such an awful experience. They, they realize what they missed. Exactly. So, I mean, it's it's a highly fragmented market. The the, the great opportunity is that the, the hair removal total addressable market in the U.S. is about eighteen billion dollars one eight, and within that, waxing is about six billion dollars, growing at, at twice the rate of the other hair removal modalities. So, we think we're in the right space. And as the leader, uh, with 99% of the industry really fragmented with mom and pops, we can make the kinds of investments that our scale allows us to that, that the competitors just can't. So uh, mostly competitors are just, as you said, uh, kind of doing this in salons uh, or a, a waxing salon, sometimes you know, as part of a hair, haircut uh, offering that, that oftentimes the waxing is an afterthought. So we only focus on waxing. We're, we're, we believe we're the experts in wax, champions of, of clean, and, and we're going to stay that way. Well, post-pandemic, I, I mean, I know... I know I wanted to kiss my barber when I finally got to go see, <laughs> and, and for that matter, get my toes done too, you know. But yep. but I mean, I would think that there was. I mean, obviously there was a lot of pent up demand, but maybe even a greater yeah. uh, appreciation for your services. Yeah, I, I think what we we knew when we opened, we're able to start to reopen centers in in the. Well, you know, early summer of 2020, we knew that our, our guests were ready to come back for the exact reasons you said, just the, the personal services. There was such a pent up demand. The great thing about our brand is it's not a one and done service. This is a recurring part of beauty and skincare regimen. So not only did they come back as the centers reopened, but they came back five weeks later and then 12 weeks later and then 17 weeks later. And they got back on their rhythm. And we're seeing that as, as we announced last week in our, in our earnings announcement that, that that that's helped us drive those results in 2021 even over the 2019 results when we had the uh, the entire system up and running yeah i was i mean i there's not a lot of cyclicality to your business i wouldn't think i mean once you start it it becomes you know a necessity yeah and and that's the great thing there's a there's a little bit of a pop you know not not much seasonality at all in the business we see a little bit of an uptick in summer as sort of folks get ready for summer yeah. season and then a little bit in the holidays because we run a a promotion on our wax pass and, and and what our wax pass is david really important to our guests that it's an economical bundle where they they pay for nine and get 12 services so that that gives them that recurring revenue uh, for our franchisees so they know that the guest is coming back in coming back in on a regular basis and it's a great it's a great economical bundle for our for our guests as well then also i, I you all have introduced um other products that people can buy. I mean, I, I guess skincare products and that sort of thing that yeah. are for sale at, at your units how's that working out so, so we redid the entire retail lineup in, in April of this year, uh, refreshed the entire line. Uh, the, the attachment rate is great. And these are, David, these are, these are products that actually enhance and complete the service. So 
uh, you, we have three steps of, of the, the, the guest journey. One is the, the pre-care to make sure your, your, your legs are clean. Second is you come in for the waxing. And the third is the aftercare and utilizing one of the products that's very specific around retarding hair growth to make sure ingrown hairs don't, uh, don't, don't bother you. Um, it's a really important part of the business. And our, our, our licensed estheticians, our, our wax specialists, they're the great advisor to tell the, the guests uh, what the proper product is that they should use. So it's, a, it's an important part of our business. So, and, and the transition to, to being a public company, do you, I mean, it's, it's an inconvenience to sort of have to open your kimono every three months <laughs> to the whole world, isn't it? And live from quarter to quarter. Yeah, listen, I think there's there, we, we went through all those discussions about what it means to be a public company. As I alluded to, at sort of the top of the call. Yeah. We made an investment in getting that the, really the right leadership team so that we're ready for public company. We've got a, a, a significant amount of experience of public company folks on the executive leadership team and in with it throughout the organization. And and again, we're, we believe that phase and dues ought to match. So we're not going to put out sort of, you know, huge expectations. We're going to be very honest with what we should do, and, and we need to go deliver on it. That's what our investors expect, uh, and that's, that's what we're going to do. So 800 and something units on the way to 3,000. How quickly do you think? Are, are, we, are we talking pretty rapid growth? Well, we've, we've guided to about a 7 to 10% of our, um, our base growth annually. And, and that's, that's, that, that, we think that's very thoughtful growth, David. Um, one of the things that, that maybe differentiates us from, from some of the quick serve uh, franchise outlets is that we actually, you know, we have to make sure that we've got those great wax estheticians that are coming into our system. Um, they, they, they're licensed by the state. They go through our training prog- program to, to make sure that they're certified so they can become a European wax center um, specialist. And we want to make sure that that brand, that brand uh, experience is the same, whether it's in, you know, the new store that opened, the new center that opened in Lincoln, Nebraska, or one that's been, you know, in Dallas for, for 15 years. Uh, that has to be consistent. Uh, that wax pass that I mentioned earlier, you can use that. Yeah. That's ubiquitous. You can use that in any center that you have. So your experience has to be the same. So we think that thoughtful growth is something that we can manage. I mentioned, you know, most of our growth is coming from our current franchisee base. We have significant private equity interests coming into the system that want to get, get married up with uh, our great operators and put their capital to work because they like the, they like the financial model as well. Are there lots of, lots of local, regional, and state conditions that have to be met? I mean, it's not uniform across the country, right? Yeah, I wish, I wish it were. Do they have to be uh, licensed? You're exactly right. So they do. All, all 44 states that we operate in have their own licensure uh, requirements. There are some... In, in states like New York, where you can get an accelerated license and other places that takes 13, 14 months where you've got to go through cosmetology school. So a uniform, uh, a, a uniform licensing uh, here would be would be fantastic for us. And, and we work we have an industry relations team that works with our franchisees, as, as you know, in any franchising model. Ultimately, the franchisee is the one hiring the, right. the associates. Um, but we work with them to, to talk with beauty schools and cosmetology schools and licensing agencies about how we can, uh, you know, we can drive more more folks into this industry. It's it's a great it's a great career for for uh, for, for folks that want to get into this business. Um, and we're doing everything we can to make sure, as a leader in this in the industry, if you want to be a waxer, come and come and uh, do it at European Wax Center. You have transitioned into a fascinating business, and it sounds like very profitable business. David Berg is the CEO of European Wax Center. We enjoy the visits. Good follow up. Thank you, sir. As a- Good to see you, Dave. Look Thank forward you, to the next time. For more of our conversation with Mr. Yes, Berg, go to KRLD.com slash CEO. David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.